get to the money. Welcome to another episode of Drinking After Dark, a podcast where we discuss random topics while having a few drinks. I'm your host, Darius, and it's always drink responsibly. And y'all make sure y'all follow Drinking After Dark podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And y'all make sure y'all like and subscribe to Drinking After Dark podcast YouTube channel. Tonight, I have a very, very special guest with me. Uh, he's a father, husband, and he's also a veteran, so I'm pleased to have him on as well. Welcome to the podcast. Mr. Vibe Charles, what's going on? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Hey, look, man, I'm really glad that you're on the podcast because I've asked for maybe about a year or so now to have <laughs> you come on. But yeah. we got this thing going, so I'm happy that you're here. So uh, before we get started, man, let the people know what you're drinking on. Um, So I got a little bit of Hennessy. Uh, I'm sipping on that. And I mixed it with some ginger ale, so a little hen and ginger. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, y'all know what I'm drinking on. I'm drinking my Crown Royal Vanilla, and I'm drinking it straight tonight. Uh, no Dr. Pepper cream soda, which I usually mix it with. I'm just drinking this straight. It's been a long day at work, so I'm not going to mix it. Uh, and also, before we go any further, I'd like to give a huge uh, shout-out to my sponsor, Joe Shakinab and Shakinab.com. Go visit Shakinab.com for services, monthly updates, and contact information. Once again, visit Shakinab.com promoting leadership and scholarship. So, Mr. Charles, man, why don't you go and let the people know a little bit about you, man, some of the things that you do, man, and just tell them who you are. Yeah, um, so my name is Viber Charles. Uh, everybody calls me Vibe. Um, I'm a realtor here in Clarksville. I do some buy and sell with clients, but for the most part, we purchase properties, rehab them, and rent them out um, to clients. It could be either airbnb type which we only got like one or two of those um normal long-term rentals and properties like that um also let me see i'm trying to think of all the things to how to put it together um also we're working on we have other businesses as well um we're working on starting a commercial kitchen um idea here that we're looking at um not necessarily in the process and the full process of finishing it out right now, but um, it's in the works. We have a multi-unit development we're working on um, in the New Providence area there where we're looking at building some more affordable housing for Clarksville because um, it's definitely needed um, with the way prices have just kind of skyrocketed. Um, and yeah, for the most part, man, outside of that, when I'm not working, um, you know, you might catch me with my wife here or there. She's at a lot of events. Um, if I'm not there, then I have my kids with me, my girls uh, and my three daughters. Um, two high schoolers, one in pre-K, uh, take them to different sports and events, things like that. Um, yeah, man, I'm just kind of, for the most part, that's about it, man. It, it, I could probably go on and on, but that's about it. 
Where are you from originally? Um, originally from New York. So I was born in Brooklyn, uh, lived in Queens, Long Island. Then we moved to Georgia when I was like 14 years old. Um, from there, I went to the army, um, did that for about six years. We ended up here in Clarksville. Um, and my wife went met in Korea, uh, got married there. Then we moved here to Clarksville when we got stationed at Fort Campbell and been here ever since. So what, being from New York and coming down South, was there like a big cultural shock for you when you first came down here? Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of reminded of, of it um, last week because we went down to New York. Um, unfortunately, it was for a funeral, but we did end up in Brooklyn. Um, and we stayed there um, from Thursday on. And like even tonight, because I was like, damn, I don't really got nothing to drink that I want to drink. So I want to go grab something real quick. When I was there just now, I was like, all right, walk out the door, boom, hit the corner, boom, hit across the street. I can go anywhere in like two minutes. Here it's like, you gotta hop in the car and drive. So that was like the biggest change for me. It was like, it was no more just hop on my bike and okay, I'm here in like five minutes. It was not dirt road, one lane road, cars and trucks. It was like, man, it's a little, uh, yeah, it was a big culture shock. Yeah, I've been in, obviously I've been in cars for my entire life. So I don't know anything else, except yeah. for uh, when I was in, I started college in St. Louis okay. and that was uh, a little, little cultural shock to me uh, coming from Clarksville, which is a small city going to St. Louis, which is a big city. And they kind of move at a different pace than when I'm yeah. accustomed to moving. So, yeah. but, but, you know, it's some of my greatest times there, you know, my mother's from St. Louis. So it was okay. always my grandfather's dreams for me to go to college up there. So I did that for a couple of years before I came back home and finished up at Austin P. But I, I would tell you this, the one major difference to me is the food itself. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, there's a lot of butter, sugar, salt, <laughs> and yeah. what I eat. Yeah. Up there, not so much. Because I like, I drink sweet tea, they drink yeah. iced tea. Iced it's tea. like, yo, I cannot handle this iced tea. This is bland. Like, what's, where the <laughs> sugar at? Like, yeah. you got to give me some sugar to put in this tea. You know, they asked me that up there. Yep. And I was like, man, hold up. I need about six, seven packs of this, the little small sugar bags, whatever. Yeah. The, um, what is it called? Sweet and low. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I like, give me that. I'm going to put it up in here. By the time I get done drinking this, I should be a diabetic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't, uh, put any of that in there. I was telling my kids that when we got there, I was like, what do you want to drink with your, we started a pizza place. What do you want to drink with this? And I knew my dog was going to say sweet tea. I was like, before you even say it, they don't have sweet tea. It's going to be Lipton iced tea. It's going to be out the fountain or it's going to be something you're not going to like. So you better get a Sprite, Pepsi, something else. Cause they, they, yeah, it's, that's a big difference. But yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of different foods too. Obviously you had the, we had the West Indian spots. Um, you have some of the, like the Puerto Rican um, kind of, delis or bodegas on the corner that have their own meals and stuff that they, they're serving up too so it's so many different varieties of things that you could have there which was cool um but yeah down here as well if you you know you search search around enough you'll find it like yesterday i found or not found but ate at the caribbean spot too called uh rhythm and spice down in nashville and that stuff was real good like real good it hit, hit the spot oh, i'm gonna have to check that out i'm gonna take my wife down there and you know, she she always like to try different things. So I might do that and see how that's I'm like, babe, you know what? I heard about this Korean spot that got in Nashville. 
I know you want to go to this spot, but let's go to this spot. I'm kind of curious to see how this is. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to try it. So uh, you say you went into the military, man. What made you decide to go into the military? Um, Really, it was just um, kind of an option at that time. So I was working on music um, a little bit then. And I was like, well, I'm working on this. It's kind of going, but it's not moving the way I want it to. So I could either keep pursuing it this way or I could go into the military, um, you know, figure out a career path, um, work on that, make money while while I'm doing that, keep funding my music career. And it was just like, all right, I'm gonna keep doing that, keep doing that and doing that. But once I actually got into it, it was kind of like, all right, I like my job, I know my job, figured it out. Um, and once I got out of the army, um, I just moved in kind of like the same field, was a generator mechanic in the army. When I got out, I started working on like boilers and water heaters and stuff, like troubleshooting them, um, talking to technicians over the phone, like walking them through the sequence of operation, parts, fixing, uh, troubleshooting, things like that for homes and for commercial businesses and stuff. So um, the skills came in handy. But yeah, that was one of the main reasons was to go in, learn a new skill. I tried um college before that I went to like DeVry University um it was all right but I didn't feel like the course was I was getting out of it what I wanted to and I was just racking up student loans and at the time the military also had the student loan repayment program so I was like okay cool I can go in use this as well as an aid to kind of get rid of that debt and keep moving on the right way does DeVry still exist man I don't even I from what I know they're one of the reasons people are getting student loans. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It's like when you look back at it, it's like, even if it does, I don't know how credible it is at this point. You know what I'm saying? Because I just keep remembering these um, infomercials, these commercials that came on late at night with those um, technical schools. Yeah. You know, the black guy, he was out, he was like the star at night. You know, after yeah. 11 p.m., his commercials mm-hmm. gonna pop up. So mm-hmm. I remember those commercials that stuck with me. And yeah. with me being a um, marketing major, got my degree in marketing, okay. it kind of like, oh, I can see why this stuff is so successful because it's it, it sticks into your brain. And yeah. I'm like, yo, I might need to go here. <laughs> Maybe I should have. I mean, I went to Austin P. I mean, yeah, nah, you, you not, <laughs> hey, I, I'm just saying, like now today, I mean, these uh, trade schools are becoming yeah. more and more popular than anything else because you get that hands-on training and you can actually go off and get a job seem like more instantly than you would with an actual four-year degree yeah and so with a lot less debt yeah yeah definitely definitely so you said that you met your wife in the military how did that come about um really we were so it was like a bus trip it was um i was in this uh it was called boss so it was uh, better opportunities for single soldiers it was just like really just uh, stuff, activities for single soldiers to do while we were out there in Korea. So we had to plan, plan a trip down to um, Pusan, which is a beach. And on that bus trip, she was on the bus. Um, we kind of interacted on the bus, on the bus ride there. When we got down to the beach area, we kind of kept interacting with each other. And I eventually ended up getting her phone number. So one day I was just like, hey, I'm going down. Uh, going down range, I'm going to do some shopping for myself. You can come. I'm not like trying to buy you anything or anything like that, but you can come along. We can kind of hang out. And then she was like, okay. We went down there, um, walked around, did some shopping and stuff, got done. Um, I was like, well, we can go back, you know, watch a movie or whatever. We did that, kind of chilled, and then really just been with each other like every day since. Like, honestly, outside of when it was time for her to um, come back to the States, she was there like 
a little bit before me. So she left like 30 days before me. But outside of that time frame, like we've been like together ever since really. Yeah, I remember uh, Ed uh, Juanita, which is your wife on the platform before. And the first time she was on the platform, she told me how back then, and this is the reason why I wanted you on the podcast. Cause she said that you didn't date. You didn't nah. date at all back then. Nah. I, like, uh-uh. <laughs> I was like, man, that's the type of guy. I well, I, I wasn't never that type of guy. I was I always found myself in a relationship. I yeah. don't know how. It was just like I'm in a relationship. It's a Monday, and all of a sudden, <laughs> there yeah. it is. I'm in a relationship, but I was like, how how does he do it? He just don't date. He just go out and have fun and you know, there's no strings attached. That was that was kind of the vibe out there at the time. Like it was just like I don't, it was, it was weird. It was just I just meet, you know, people talk to him and then kind of interact. They didn't really ask for nothing. I didn't really ask for nothing. So it was like, all right, cool. He just kind of exists in our own spaces. Really, when I met her, it was the number I got from her was through a friend of hers, you know what I'm saying? That kind of wanted to interact with me in that way so it was like it, it was already it was it was so weird just even getting that getting in that direction to be able to get in contact with it to form a relationship at that time and I didn't even know why really I was pursuing it like that you know what I'm saying? so I guess it really was love you know what I'm saying like outside outside of that is like at, at the time you don't think of it look at it just like oh this is love at first sight when I look back at it I'm like damn it was something that was drawing me to her and then once we met it was like something that kept us together you know what I'm saying and yeah that's kind of that's real like i like to hear stories like that because i would tell people about my how i met my wife it's uh like i said i went to school in st louis yeah i took i basically took my required classes i was supposed to take when i transferred to austin p but all of a sudden they said well one of your social science classes didn't transfer because we don't offer this at austin p first off the transfer rules suck anyway it's ridiculous so they told me, well, I got to take another social science class after I already had two. So I got to take another class. So I took psychology because that was the only class I could take uh, to fit in with my business classes. And I remember prior to sec, this was uh, going in my second semester, Austin P. I remember I seen this, uh, this girl. She was at my church. I seen what she looked like. I was like, oh, she's pretty. Never <laughs> met her whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to see her again. I'm in college. I got options. So, (laughs) so come first day of second semester as psychology class, I'm, I get there early to see all the females that come walking in. I see this exact same girl walking to this classroom. Mm. I was like, okay, who is that? Yeah. Cause I'm thinking like this girl, very young and whatever. I didn't think she was even in college. Come to find out. Yeah. She's in college. And I didn't say none to her for about two weeks. And I finally said something to her. It was something real brief and everything like that because I had to shoot across campus to go to my next class. But it was real brief. And then she ended up finding me on Facebook. And that's how we started talking from that point. And we've been together since 2011. Nice. Overall, 2011. So it's like, you know, something like that, you just you just don't know. But I also knew of her because of the churches we went to as well. So I've seen her growing yeah. up. Okay. And um, yeah, so it's I I never knew her name. 
Yeah. And I never knew. And the people like I knew, I didn't even know she was related to. Like I knew them. And I'm like, oh, that's your family? I had no idea, but <laughs> hey, yeah, that's that's what it was. And you know, three years later, wait, nope, I'm lying. Four years later, got married. Mm. So it's like, and it feel like it went by fast. Yeah. It, it's fast. And like you got three daughters. I have a daughter myself. I don't know how you do it. Cause you know, my she thinks she running me. She ain't running not a damn thing with me. Yeah, my four year old running the house. That's why I told you when you were like, "Hey, what's the best time?" I was like, "Anytime after I put her to bed." Because if she was up right now, she'd have been in here like ten times. Like, "Daddy, come do something for me right now." I don't care what you got going on. So yeah, she run, and then my team they kind of just look at her like, and then they look at me like, "Do we get a chance to discipline her this time or not?" Like, are you gonna let us do something with her, or is she just gonna let her run all over us? Ninety percent of the time, I'm just let her run all over them, just because you know, for like entertainment, but. She know, you know what I'm saying? She she knows well enough, but yeah, she she gets her way too. She know how to get away. Who's a who's more of a disciplinarian, you or your wife? Uh me. That's that's definitely me. She's more, she's she's a softie in that manner. And I I I am too to an extent, but I can lay it down a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like faster. And I don't mind being a bad guy as much because they know where it's coming from. I've it's kind of been like a, um, it's more so like an understanding. It's like, okay, your grade's good. You know, you keep things clean. I don't have to hear a random calls from your teachers and stuff like that. You damn that got complete freedom. Just, you know, the boundaries don't do anything ridiculous. But once they step out of line, it's like, okay, you knew better, boom. And then I'm more like front facing with it. Neither might be like, um, it's all right. You know, you get one time, one time, but then one turn to two, two turn to three. And that's why I got to step in and be the bad guy. But, you know. I think they understand. We'll find out <laughs> in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I remember I I whooped my daughter. And I don't know what it is. You're not supposed to go to the person that whooped you looking for somebody to console. You're supposed to go to the other parent. I whooped my daughter. First thing she do, she come to me acting like her mama done whooped her. Oh, man. I, I'm like, okay, well, this is a truly a daddy's girl because <laughs> I, I kind of figured that out very yeah. early. Yeah, very early when we go pick up our daughter, she don't run to her mama. She runs straight to daddy. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I got a friend right here. I got an ally on my squad. Yeah. So and now and here's the funny thing. My daughter's eight years old. I, I swear to you now, my daughter and my wife are basically the same height. <laughs> Dang, she grew they, fast. She grew up fast. And I'm thinking like she's going to I already knew she's going to be taller than her mom. Yeah. And I'm thinking she might be taller than me. I'm five seven. So it's like she might have a chance because you know my brothers, my younger brothers, they're uh twins. Okay. Fraternal twins. But one is like five eight, the other one's five nine. Okay. So it's like she might take after, you know, my brothers. I ain't get lucky like that. But we're all three of us are taller than our parents. Okay. So it's like she might be taller than both of her parents because you know. We all taller than our parents, so hey, listen. As long as she's on my side, go against my wife, I'm happy. You know, <laughs> I could I could stay out of whatever situation. Yeah. You know, I know it's gonna get to a point where, as a matter of fact, they could actually wear each other's shoes. Hey, hey yeah. I start taking her stuff. They already started stealing uh, Juanita's clothes. They'd be all up in her closet. Yeah. I know your wife probably gets mad at that too, because you know it's like, where's my stuff and. I, but it's, it's to be expected, you know, yeah. 
usually the parents have the nicer things that they want to look good. So it's like, hey, you know, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. Uh, that uh, that time where I could actually steal my father's clothes because you know, my dad really wasn't around like that. So, and even then, I still couldn't even fit nothing yet because I wear a bigger shoe size than him. My clothes, I wear a bigger size than him. Yeah. So I was like, this is a waste. If I was like 13, maybe I could wear what you got. But yeah. the moment I got to 16, it was a done deal. I was already in size 11. So, yeah. But uh, you said you got into real estate. What made you get into real estate? Um, Really, the, the market at the time, it was starting to move kind of fast. And it was like, okay, she, Juanita, she was already licensed. And she was needing help. And it was like, okay, well, I understand most of it from just hearing you talk about it. So I might as well just go get licensed. So I went ahead and got licensed. That's around the same time I was working at A.O. Smith. Um, I was kind of doing both at the same time, like going out, I'll do showings every once in a while or open house or something every once in a while and then just go to work. And then eventually it was like, all right, there's no sense in doing both because really one was paying more than the other. So it was like, all right, we'll just go full time into this and, about the time I started doing that is when the market really started like going into an uptick. So, um, and it was weird too, because when it started to go into an uptick, but we were just now getting into like the rehab portion of it. And then right when we started that portion, that's right when COVID hit. So it was like mm. a lot of people weren't out, wasn't a lot of contractors out. There was a lot of delays on stuff. So that's where everything had to be like hands-on. That's why I learned to do like lay down quarter round or, um do countertops you know what i'm saying like do stuff with flooring like a transition strip, all that types of little stuff because we had to do it ourselves and be able to get it done before it was time to start paying back you know what i'm saying that money on the loan so um but once we did that it was like okay well if we're doing most of that during this time then during normal times we should be able to get stuff done and that's kind of what we did and just put more effort into it and yeah now we just yeah that's just kind of building on what we got now and how long you been doing it um, I started in 16. Yeah. So it's been about six years now. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, it's very rewarding. Like, it's just something that when you got into it, like, I'm just going to keep doing it because I absolutely love doing this, uh, type of work. I know like the, I know you probably make more than what you did at your previous job. So is it like something that you just kind of fell and just kept going with it? Or is it just something that you thought was going to be temporary and then go find something else? Not well, not so much temporary as much as finding different avenues in it, because it was like all right, you have the the regular like um, I'm your agent. I could be either listing or buying agent. So that's essentially what kind of started. in. Really, I came in more so as an assistant, like learning all the paperwork processes, how to turn things in deadlines and stuff like that. Then from there, it was like, OK, I'm going to be a buyer seller's agent. And during that point, it was like um that's a little bit more stressful because you end up waiting more so on like other people to do their their jobs for the most part so um I might be like okay boom I want this done by this time other person might be like oh I get to it when I get to it and then that's where the stress kind of comes in with it but for the most part as long as you set the expectation is it's not too is it doesn't get too crazy um but I would say during doing that part was probably my least favorite 
when we started getting more into the rehabs and stuff, that's when it really became like, oh, okay, I, I like this. You know what I'm saying? I really feel more like I can do this, like regardless of if we can get somebody else to help out or not, I know I can do this part. And then once you actually get done, it's like, I don't know, I, I guess it would be similar to like somebody baking something. It's like, okay, I get done with it. And you know what I'm saying? I can see what I created and I know how much I'm gonna make, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna make from it. And just seeing that, having that feeling is like, it's a good feeling every time you get done. It's, it's weird every time you start, cause it's like, damn, how much I'm gonna have to do, how much time I'm gonna put into it. But then once you get done, it's like, all right, it'll be worth it. You know what I'm saying? So that, that, that's kind of where, I, where uh, I'm at with it, where it's something I, I could see doing long term. And my body, as long as my body holds up, train the kids, let them know, okay, boom, this is how you can do it too. Have them train, have them train and so on and so on and just kind of build the team and just let it grow from there. Hey man, I'm inspired. I mean, like I said, my background is marketing anyway. So, yeah. and I've, of course, I have sales experience. I've sold for like a few years. Okay. Uh, so it's like, I don't know. My wife asked me about it. I was like, I don't know. Is that really me or anything like that? I, I thought about it. Cause you know, yeah. I had other couple, um, I had some other people who are in a real estate come on the uh, podcast and they were you know, giving me game and everything like that. You know, the steps, you know, you should take if you want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it just, you know, it's not for everybody. Cause you know, it is, it's work. Yeah. It's definitely work. And if you're not willing to put in the, the time and the effort, you know, and not truly controlling it, uh, controlling your destiny, then don't, don't bother with it because it, it's going it's it's going to be stressful at times yeah, yeah you know you right. got to have the you got to in times you got to be patient too I, I think that's a lot of times people don't understand because yeah. i like i said i worked in sales and i knew there was times where i had to be patient because yeah. i knew that today ain't gonna be the day <laughs> you know it's coming yeah you just can't yeah you just gotta be ready for it ready for that moment exactly exactly but um, before we go any further, man, I just got to say uh, thank you for everybody for uh, supporting Drinking After Dark podcast. Uh, we finally got over 2,000 followers on TikTok, so I appreciate that. Um, also, too, man, y'all make sure y'all subscribe to Drinking After Dark podcast. Let's get the subscribers up. New episodes are available every Friday right here on YouTube. You can also listen on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you want to sponsor Drinking After Dark podcast, please uh, send a DM to Facebook and Instagram to Drink Out the Dark Podcast. Or if you want to be a guest, same thing, send a DM to Drink Out the Dark Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So vibe, man, listen, uh, Thanksgiving is coming up, man. Yep. Thanksgiving is coming up, man. Are you excited? Are you, like, eager for Thanksgiving? Uh, you know, it's... <laughs> So I, yeah, I wouldn't say eager, but it's I Thanksgiving is going to be a little a little different this year, only because um, so my kids they're really into K-pop, so there's a group called ATs that's performing in Atlanta. So we're going to drive down there. I think that's on like the twenty second. We're going to drive down there, uh, take them to see the show, stay overnight, visit some people that we have down in Georgia and stuff, and then come back. And then we're going to have some people come in town, um, and then have you know like food and stuff at our house. We're not really you know we don't really like do a whole turkey Some, sometimes we will sometimes we won't but we do like the traditional thanksgiving like that but we still you know do like a family gathering and stuff like that so it's, it ends up being pretty cool yeah that that's the only reason i'm looking forward to thanksgiving is food i don't care about what everybody got to say <laughs> now don't get me wrong i give yeah. thanks you know i'm thankful yeah. for my family 
you know, my great grandmother, she's still here. She's 99 years old. So grateful for that. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, grateful just to even have a job, have a platform, you know, still be here uh, breathing yeah. in 2022. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now, my family can cook. So that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to, man. I, you know, it used to be like the big, big family with all my uh, cousins and my aunts and uncles. But now we just, you know, narrowed it down with uh, basically with my great grandmother's offspring. So pretty much everybody, you know, we all we go over there, eat, have fun, watch a couple of games, talk trash to one another and, you know, maybe have a drink or so. And we just chill and relax. And, you know, I, I look forward to look yeah. forward to it. You know, because I just like, man, I want some food. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see where that's what I, Yeah. That's what I look forward to the most. What do you like to eat on Thanksgiving? Like if there's like a anything that you have to have on your plate, what would that be? So it's gotta be mac and cheese and oxtails. Like whatever else is on the plate. I can kind of, I can rock with, but it has to be some mac and cheese. It has to be some oxtails. Also, a little ham, you know what I'm saying, on the side, like ham, Thanksgiving and Christmas time. I don't know what it is about, I guess, this cold time of year, but the ham always hit better this time of yeah. year. I can definitely have a piece of ham on the plate. Um, maybe like, a you know, like sweet potatoes and yams or something like that two on the side but and then whatever else they want to put on the side that's cool but my main staple is going to be that mac and cheese and the oxtail yeah i think that's everybody because you know for one everybody can't make mac and cheese like that so okay. you always designate somebody to hey you got the mac like in my family it's my mama yeah. my mama can make the doggone best mac and cheese yeah. ever and I've seen her make it so many times. I don't even know how to make it, which is so surprising because I've seen her do it so many times. But it is like, I just have to have it. Yeah. You know, and she makes a, a great chest pie on top of that. Mm -hmm. But go back to what you were saying. Go back to what you were saying. You're right. Something about the ham during Thanksgiving and Christmas time is just... I don't know what they do. Maybe they save that type of ham during this time of the year. <laughs> yeah. They give us the watered down stuff from the beginning of the year too. Yeah. And then, yeah, save the good stuff. And I tell you right now, I don't really mess with turkey like that. Yeah. I, it's dry. It is. I don't know why people, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the meat itself. The bird is just dry piece of meat, but it's just, I can't do it, man. You got to have water and bread and something else to eat with that. Cause yeah. it is, it's going to go down rough. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't really like it too much. If it's fried, maybe it's all right. But even then, it's like it's got to be the right amount. You know, I don't want that. I don't want to chew it and rip it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it got to be soft. If it's not, then I'm not really rocking with it. Yeah, because it's definitely tough. I mean, some people could do it though. Yeah. I mean, if you know how to deep fry turkeys and you've been doing it for a long time and you're an expert at it, I would get it from you. But, you know, yeah. a lot of times people, you know, cook that bird and it's like, don't realize it might not necessarily be done. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, hey, it might look good on the outside, but how is it on the inside? That's all I care about. I don't care about the presentation. I care about the taste yeah. and the tenderness of it all. And not only that, 
But first of all, I'm gonna say this crown is starting to kick in. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know about you, but you ever had this crown vanilla? Yeah, I, I yeah, I like crown. I I've had that, the maple, oh, yeah, they I like see it. I never I never had the maple, but I I'll tell you right now, I know I'm I'm going away from Thanksgiving because it's my mind's processing Thanksgiving and my stomach's starting to growl, so I gotta you know switch yeah. another direction. But I got put on this crown royal vanilla. Was it almost two years ago? Mm. I want to say. Uh, when did I, when did we close down that place? Twenty twenty one. Yeah, so it was almost two years ago. Yeah. At the last job I was at before I got this job, before it closed down, um, we had like our secret Santa at work, and you know, we all put like what we want and stuff like that. I was like, man, I want some like crown apple or you know some crown and stuff like that. I was like, I ain't care which one. So a coworker brought this crown vanilla. And I was like, oh, snap. I've been wanting to try this because I wanted to make a root beer float with this yeah. crown vanilla in it. And I swear to you, not, I've been hooked on it ever since. Because yeah. I was a crown I was a crown apple guy for the longest. And then once I had this vanilla, I was like, I, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I personally think Hennessy is overrated. I don't care if y'all get mad at me. <laughs> the first I got the Hennessy. I thought anything is possible. So I was like, let me grab some Henny. But the um, yeah, the crown, the crown vanilla, I'll probably have to try that. You say you usually mix it with the Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper cream soda. Dr. Pepper cream soda. Okay. Yep. And if uh when Christmas Eve come around, I'm gonna possibly make a root beer float. Okay. That's like using my Christmas drink, but um, if not, I'm just straight with my regular, you know, crown mixed with Dr. Pepper cream soda, which threw me off when they made a cream soda kind, which I'm like, it already tastes like cream soda. Yeah. So what y'all add, just went on here, just add the cream soda label to it. Yeah. They ain't but extra to it, just add an extra 10 cents to the price. That's basically what they did, but it's so delicious, though. Yeah. It definitely is, and I won't even drink this on Thanksgiving because I'm gonna be, I'm I'm going places Thanksgiving. I got my family, I have my wife's family, and then of course we gotta get up early the next morning to go to work Black Friday. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like, hey, I'm not I'm not gonna worry about this. I'm just more concerned about watching some good games on TV, right. spending time with my family, eating some great food, yeah. and possibly fall asleep. That's pretty much all I'm concerned with. No drama. Yeah. You know, which, you know, sometimes you guys say that, but no drama, anything like that. Having a great time, you know, and just share stories, probably play a little, you know, some games and stuff. Exactly. I don't know. If, I don't know if your family play games or anything when y'all have y'all get togethers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We play, okay. we play a couple games. We play, um, I know for like our Christmas games and stuff, we'll, you know, we'll have a nice assortment of games. But like as far as like family night games or like Thanksgiving, um, we play one game called Sequence. It's a board game um, where essentially it's like you got cards and you have chips too. And you kind of um, put your card down, put your chip on that spot. And then the other team kind of has to block you for making a like a list of four or whatever it is. So we'll play that. We'll play Pictionary. I can't draw. That gene skipped me. All my kids could draw. I can't draw nothing. So we'll play that and I get laughed at. 
Um, we got this game called Name Five, where it's like you just wrap it off of, you know, Name Five. Yep. Okay, cool. yeah. Do we play that? Um, apples, I think it's Apples to Apples, too. It's a game called Apples to Apples that we play as well. But, yeah, we get we just get a ton of games. Everybody kind of, you know, spread out, do their thing. And obviously we got the staples, the dominoes and spades and stuff like that. But, like, as far as, like, family board games, yeah. Have you uh, taught your daughters how to play spades yet? Yeah. See, I don't understand. I learned how to play spades at 12 years old. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, the type of spades was Joker, Joker, Deuce. Joker, Joker, Deuce. Well, pretty much, you know, that's the game you play in the Black community. Yeah. Right? Joker, Joker, Deuce. But yeah. if you play straight up, cool. You know, I, I don't mind that. But see, my wife doesn't know how to play spades. I'm thinking like, huh? <laughs> Hey man, I don't know. It's I don't know how it be skating. Some people be skating through life. Not know. I don't know how it happens. I learned how to play in school. Like we just, it was at the lunch table. Well, I had my cousin. She was showing me my cousin Samantha, whatever. She was showing me like certain games, like that gin rummy rummy and stuff. But once I actually got in school during lunchtime, it just be the cards, and it's like, all right, who's at the table? Boom, you might run a couple hands, and then that's it. But yeah, that, that's mainly who I learned how to play. Yeah, it's and it's a simple game. Yeah. Once you once you get used to how I'm playing, it's a very simple game. But I'm like, I remember I was trying to teach my wife. I think it was this past summer, trying to mm-hmm. teach my wife spades. I was getting frustrated. I'm like, babe, okay, that's the first card down. Yeah. Okay. You have to throw that card down. Okay. You have to. If you have it, if you have it, throw it down. If you don't have it. You can cut it with a spade, okay? But if you have that card, you got to throw it down. If you don't throw it down, then it's called a renit. And then you're going to get into a fight with your partner. We don't want that to happen. Yeah. So I'm still teaching. I'm, hope, I'm hoping in 2023 we'll get it because I kind of want to be in the space tournament with my, my wife one day. So, you know, we have this, this right yeah. here. Yeah. So they don't know what's going on, but we know making that nonverbal communication because you ain't really supposed to be talking yeah. to your partner, but you know what it is. If I throw that uh, king of hearts out early, I'm not no idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't cut me, please don't cut me. You know, if I drop the queen, don't cut me. That, that's all I ask for my partners. Don't cut me. If you make a mistake or whatever, don't renege and don't cut me, man. Just, I don't like bumping heads. That's it. And that's the most underrated part about the game. You actually have to pay attention to everybody. Not just your partner, but everybody. Because mm-hmm. if I throw out, if I throw out uh, a club, and I know you don't have, you don't throw out a club because you don't have it. In the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, he ain't got no clubs. I'm watching that all day. Yep. Especially if I only one. got like two or three. Like I'm watching you. My eyes on you. Like you ain't got no clubs. All right. Yep. So that's what we're gonna do. So now you gotta say, hey. In the back of your mind, attack the spades right off the bat. Yeah. People don't know that. Attack that because he ain't, he ain't going to be able to beat you with those spades all the time. But with everything else you got, it's, see, it's all about how you play your hand, too. You got the worst hand possible and yeah. still be killing it. Yeah. You know? Now, the dominoes thing, you know, you know everybody can't play dominoes. Yeah. I get it. You know, it's one of those games where, you know, you, you think about your uncles playing. You know, they talking trash and, you know, be like, domino. You know, hit the table. That's how you got to do it. You got to hit the table real hard. You got to basically break that thing. Oh, yeah. 
But, you know, it's like, you know, game nights, I love it. I love game nights. Yeah. You know, like you said, the Pictionary, I can't draw either. Yeah. So I just I just skip that part. Just whatever. Act yeah. it out. You know, act it out for me or whatever. Or uh, they have uh, – I don't know if you played this game, Black Card Revolt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played it. I don't, I'm not – I don't remember, remember, but, I, yeah, I played that game. That make you feel like you're not – <laughs> Matter of fact, yeah, because that's what they ask you different questions about, like music groups from the night and different stuff like that. It's like, yeah, they ask you all types of questions, and yeah, 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 I know that game. You you just feel stupid, like man, I I might need to study my own culture even more. I don't get none of this stuff. Yeah, but luckily for me, you know, I pretty much know all the older stuff because I was kind of raised that way. So yeah. I'm I'm pretty much good at it. But it seemed like when they come out with a new version of it you kind of get dumber as the new version come out because it's like, I don't know this. <laughs> Five years from now, we ain't going to know none of that. No, we sure wouldn't. I wouldn't even play it then. I'd just stick to, you know, some of the trivia games was dealing like with the like 90s, like the 90s decade. So yeah. everything 90s and uh, probably like 2000s or even go back to the 80s. You know, I could do good in that, but yeah. I, I can't do it because I'm too competitive and, you know, me and my wife might end up getting divorced one day over a game. <laughs> nah, we ain't doing that. Not doing that. No, nah, it's like, like when you, when you're like in the heat of the moment and, you know, y'all doing points and things like that, it's yeah. like, it's almost as if y'all realize it's just for fun, right? But y'all, we turn it, like make it ultra competitive. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not that serious by the end of the day. But when you have a little too much to drink and then you like, OK, we about to kill. They talking trash now. Now we got to be serious. That's what turns it up right there. Yeah. The trash talk. Yeah. <laughs> you say the right trigger word. And it's like, all right. All right. Now I got to get for real. Like, don't we're not playing no more. Don't key key with them or nothing no more. We is we going for the neck. Yeah. But, you know, that's it. Stuff like that always bring uh, family together. You know, those moments, you know, you can't never take those moments for granted. You know, it's always those things that you could build on. And then your kids could tell their kids and further on down the line and they could take those certain traditions and take it with them as they move through life. So that's why we do it. You know, it's all about us just coming together and just, you know, appreciating each other's time. You know, so that's why I, I absolutely love it. Have you ever got started? Did you get started with your Christmas shopping yet? Nah, it's this I can't do it this early. I I'm usually a all right, December 1st hits. Boom, time to get out there. When it gets close to that, I'll ask everybody what they want because it changes so much throughout the year. And then I'll I'll be like, all right, let me, I'm gonna get you this. And then when they get it, it's like, okay, but it's in the it's been in there for two years now. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm not doing that with y'all anymore. What do you want in the moment? Cool. I'm gonna get that so I can at least see you play with it for or put it on or wear it, whatever, for like a month or two, and then it goes away. I just I can't, I'm not just blowing money on stuff like that no more. I can't do it. Well, I tell you this, I'm almost done with mine. Same. Yep. Cause I started in October. My daughter already made her list, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh. They already got some sales going on right now. Yeah. Let me go and get get this stuff, get it over with. 
you know, my, my, like, I'm almost done with my, my wife. I'm almost done with her. All I got to do is get her one more thing. She already told me what she wanted. So it's like very simple. So yeah. it's like, I'm pretty much, I, I'm the type of guy I like to get it over with. Yeah. Cause I don't like to deal with the crowds later on. Yeah. Cause I already know some of the stuff that I possibly want is going to be gone. Unless it's like, I'm very lucky to find the very last whatever I'm looking for. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh yeah. And especially when you have a daughter that's real young, like eight, their minds are not going to change. Not like that. They pretty much stuck in their ways. Yeah. No, they, they definitely like that. My four-year-old was kind of like that to where she she has a magazine that we take um, every day with us to school. And she would just be like, Daddy, I want this. She's gotten to the point where she'll take the page. She'd be like, Daddy, I want all of these. I want all of them. And I'm like, okay, here, give her a pen. And she starts circling everything she wants. Okay cool if she comes back to it and she keeps saying it okay we'll get you that but i don't know it's weird she's not like too heavy in the toys um i guess it's because a lot less commercials i know when my younger two were coming up we still had like like now we don't have regular cable because it's like a waste with yeah everything so but then when they were coming up we had that so every time something would go off it's 30 minutes of commercials and every single thing that came on the commercials was i want this i want this i want so it's like all right piles of stuff just in their room that they don't even play with but you know it's that impulse so i she has a little bit less of that she'll see things and be like oh i want it oh i want it but i think it's more so like she'll see other kids playing with stuff and be like okay i want that type of toy too just so i can say i have it but yeah it's like i don't know these 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 new kids are different. <laughs> Man, listen, what they want is iPhones. Right. My daughter told me she want an iPhone. I yeah. said, first off, do you know how much an iPhone got? Yeah. I mean, how much it, it costs? It, like, I got an iPhone. My wife has an iPhone. We know how much we pay for an iPhone. You expect us to buy you an eight-year-old, something like that? Yeah. You tripping. Yeah. I know you're looking at me too. She's my daughter, right? Here. She's staring at me because you know I'm talking about her. She's like, all right, break it down one day. One day, that's when you're I know you're more responsible to have something like that. Yeah. But you know, that's what they go after because they, they stay like on your parents' phones. Like they that's what they do. They play games, they play the Roblox and all that stuff. And it's like, yep. And we're so we actually contributed to that because we give them our phones to keep them quiet. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, now they want their own. It's like, oh man, I kind of messed up, you know, because I had a simple Android, yeah. cool. But now I'm an iPhone guy. Now they want it. Yeah. Wish I would have said that way they wouldn't know no better. <laughs> but. Either way, yeah, they still get as a that peer pressure gonna hit them, man. They're gonna hit the they're gonna be like, Well, such such got a phone, and you wanna be like, Well, I ain't such such parents, but then they hit you with that look and then that mope, and then that it's like, all right, come on. And it's yeah, and then when they do it, since I got multiple, it's like when they do it at the same time, feels like I'm being ganged up on this concerted effort. I'm like, all right, man, y'all just get what you want to get out of here, man. I can't, I can't deal with it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm telling you right now, I probably should have switched over to an iPhone a long time ago. Yeah. Because I'm on the Apple Arcade, right? And uh, I play my NBA 2K. Okay. You know, so now I got the 2K23 okay. to where I ain't got to pay however much money to actually go to the store and get the game. Yeah. It's available on uh, Apple Arcade. 
and I'm in my you know season and stuff because I was on I still have 2k22 on my phone Man. so it was like yo and of course you know you could bluetooth your um xbox controller to your um your phone so it's like yo i'm cool with this i could mirror my phone to the tv i got my 2k going my mm. xbox controller and i gotta spend all that money for whatever yeah i'm happy because this is pretty much the only game i'll play yeah you no know, you know, with all the games I played growing up as a kid, from the Super Mario Brothers to uh, the Sonic games to all the Madden games and the NBA Live and the 2K and all that stuff. Uh, what else did I played? Uh, 007 GoldenEye, you know. Yeah. You know, I would say the game of the 90s right there, the game Man. of the 90s. Oh, my God. We would be on that for hours and hours. We would yep. go- my boy had the um he had an old Ford Taurus. We'd hop in that, go to the store, grab some chips, one of them uh two gallons, like little fruit, the fruit punch mix, bring it back, just be on that, boom, boom, one shot, killing and all of that, sniping, shooting in the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by trying to get that golden gun. That's what they trying to get. Cause we all know one shot, instant kill. That's what it was. Out of there. A game that changed video games forever, in my opinion. Yeah. There's going to be no Call of Duty without GoldenEye. Right. You know, and I heard they trying to bring it back, more up-to-date version of it. Yeah, I seen something about that. So I'm I'm kind of kind of excited to see how that's going to turn out, because if it, like I said, if they actually put on Apple Arcade, I'm all I got to do is download it. Yeah, I I pay every month for it. My little five ninety nine a month for it. Let me go ahead and just download that, and boom. See how this is, you know. Even though my screen is so small, that's why I got married to a TV. Yeah, I'm about to say it don't matter, man. Put it on that TV, it's good to go. Definitely, definitely, man. I don't know how you feeling, man, but I'm feeling great. I'm feeling real good. Yep, I'm. I'm so is, man. This. Yeah. I I love this. I really love my crown at this point. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know. I guess if you like sweet stuff, like what I do, I like sweet stuff. I can't drink the Hennessy, man. I don't know what it is about it. Yeah. I, I guess it, I guess it's kind of like, is it, for me, it's like too sweet, maybe? Like they like a lot of sugar in it. Yeah. You know, but if you mix it like with, like with Coke or something, then okay, I could do that. Yeah. But I try to like a shot of it, straight shot. I was like, oh, oh no, I can't do like shots of Hennessy. Like I don't, yeah, like shots of Hennessy, shots of Crown, like like they all fall into that same range of me when it comes to shots and stuff. But yeah, they um. The Henny CSI with the ginger ale, somebody put me onto that. So it's got it actually adds a nice little a little taste to it. It take a little bit of the, the cut off the Hennessy. So it take it take it's a good mix. Um but yeah, man, we used to I had the only thing I really had here was like the stuff called soju. I don't know if you ever had soju, but it's like I um, never had it. It's like a Korean uh rice wine or whatever. You can mix it with anything like Kool-Aid, whatever, you don't taste it at all. And it really creep up on you. That's the only reason I didn't drink. I was like, I don't feel like if I sip here and all of a sudden I'm like one eye on the 
it's not gonna be good. So I ain't I didn't I didn't mess with that. I had to go grab some. Nah, I'm not messing with no uh anything that creep up on me. I learned my lesson. Yeah. My my mother-in-law made something that creeped up on me. I was just drinking it like back to back. I'm like, this ain't nothing. Yeah. And then I ain't know what I I didn't know what I was drinking. I thought it was just some fruit punch. But at one more, I just like felt it. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> and I tried to get up. I was like, wait a minute, why is this earth spinning? Yeah. What is this? And then they told me what they made. I was like, and y'all didn't tell me that before. Yeah. Y'all let me drink three cups back to back. And y'all just y'all just didn't tell me. Okay, that's cool. But you know, hey, I it's fun though. You know, like I said, when I when I drink, I go anywhere I drink, I as soon as I get there, I start drinking. I will have no more than two cups, and then I don't have nothing for the rest of the night. Yeah. Cause I get my my little buzz and I'm good. I don't want nothing to drink later on, especially if I'm driving and anything like that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So you look like you a little lit yourself. Um, the way you looking. <laughs> it's the way the camera angle is, man. I can't. It, it got my eyes looking super little. I'm like, man, they're gonna think I'm lit before the show even started. Definitely, definitely. Uh, before we go out, get out of here, man. I just gotta ask you: Did you go see that uh, new Black Panther, the Wakanda Forever? Yes, I want to see that. Yeah. Uh, as soon as we, matter of fact, when we got back that same day, we got back on the flight Saturday. We went to like the ten o'clock showing that night, and we just went ahead and watched it. And I like, I liked it a lot. Um, you know, it's it's got other things in it that I'm like, okay, I, I like to see in the future. But like, as far as for what they had to work with, like. Obviously, they lost, you know what I'm saying, Chadwick. Nobody knew. So it was like, okay, now we got to really rewrite the whole story. And then for the way they rewrote it, like, I kind of knew what was going to happen with that instance. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to spoil it for anybody that's going to listen. But I kind of knew what, I had an idea of what may happen. But the way they put it together and then added in new parts and um, cinematography, all that stuff, I was like, all right, cool. I, I, I can rock with this. I, I liked it. Yeah, we went to go see it on Saturday as well. Yeah, at the uh, seven thirty showing. First off, I'm gonna say this: uh, I could have sworn I sat through one hour of trailers prior to that. <laughs> the Avatar trailer was like thirty minutes long, man. I sat there. I'm like, we got the Ant Man, we got the Avatar. Uh, now the one I was kind of like most intrigued about was the Super Mario Brothers trailer. That oh. was my. I was like, I might have to go see this one. Yeah. So, but uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Um, I pretty much had a idea how they was going to put, you no know, put the movie out there. Of course, you know, dedicating to uh, Chadwick Boseman. You know, pretty much they throughout the entire movie. You know, that's why I feel like it's one big dedication to him. But um, I I saw a lot of people who saw it gave their feedback. Yes, yeah. at times I could tell people didn't actually read the comics because you actually have to read the comics to actually understand what's actually going on. Yeah, because eventually Tatala did die, mm. and his sister did take over. Mm. You know, so it's like, yo, read the comics. I mean, the women they were the they were the protectors of Wakanda. I yeah. mean, it's even in the comics. Yeah. So for them to say they were uh, demasculating men in this movie, I said, no, 
understanding if you are a true Marvel fan, you know this story. You know the background of the Black Panther, Wakanda, and everything like that. Yeah. So I'm not understanding why people will even comment on something, give their two cents about it, without truly going back to the comic books and really reading it and do your research on it. Yeah. And, you know, the story to me was great. I had a feeling the mama was going to die. Yeah. I mean, and- I... And I, I thought this. it was gonna be a Koye, man. I honestly I thought it was gonna be a Koye earlier. And then yeah. when it didn't, I was like, oh, they ain't gonna kill nobody else. I was like, you can't have Chadwick dying and still. And then when that happened, I was like, and all I heard throughout the theater was <laughs> I was that's all I heard throughout the theater. I was like, oh Lord, the waterworks is out. But you know what I'm saying? I can understand because it's like, damn, that's a powerful character. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a powerful yeah. actor. But I would say this too, though. She brought it on herself. Yeah, I mean, because you ever you ever thought about the good the bad guys in MCU? Mm. They weren't necessarily bad guys. From Thanos to no Killmonger to uh, uh, what what was his name and what kind of ever? Uh, Claw was bad, dude. Yeah, so it's like they if you actually take a step back and actually listen to what they were saying. They were not necessarily wrong. Yeah. You know, so it's like a lot of their takes is like I, I can understand it because it comes from the side of it is weird because a lot of these obviously is based off of comic books and they want you to have a the way comic books have been pushed on people is supposed to be you have your superhero, you have your villain. So they automatically tell you who you're supposed to side with. And then as you listen to it more, if you really dig past the okay. Everybody saying this is the good guy. Everybody saying it's the bad guy. You start to look at the surface, the the underneath level stuff. You're like, wait a minute. There, this person feels like they've been oppressed or pushed down, or society has favored these people over these people, and they want to kind of right that wrong. And then they're being just pummeled for even having that idea. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you see it, and it's like, okay, I I don't know, man. Is is it it good? It's good that it makes you think. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the one part I like about it because good it makes you think. Because it's like you have like a, if we're going just off the movie Namor, he's like, okay, they found out about me because of y'all. I want this. I want this girl because of it. Now, what I was telling when I was talking with my wife about it, I was like, I get it, but it's the same way they usually do. It's the same thing they always do in movies. They make the character or the person they want somebody that you can um, relate to. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, it's a little black girl. We got to save her. We got to protect her. What if it was a 90-year-old dude, you know what I'm saying, like on his last leg about to win? Are you still going to put all that effort in your entire kingdom on it or are you just going to hand them up? You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, what is the the morality change there and stuff like that? So it's cool that it makes you think on on that level, you know what I'm saying, like a little bit outside of what we see every day. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's really what I go to the movies for. It's like, all right, to get away from things for a minute and then just have this... You know what I'm saying? Just something, just something to yeah, you know, to really just get away and uh, just think about. So I'm now I'm kind of curious because I know a lot of people said they should have recasted the Black Panther, right? They should have mm-hmm. stuck with the original and recast it. I'm like, well, you know, they just sped it up some. Yeah. You know, I understand what they were trying to do with the second one, and of course, we know nobody knew Chadwick was sick until it was too late. Yeah. And um, which they actually kind of mentioned in the beginning of the movie, if you remember. So it was like, 
he's like, I'm doing good. And it was too late. And then, you know, gave people a time to truly uh, grieve, you yeah. know, because it was just a shock to everybody. Yeah. But by this time, a lot of people should have seen it already. So I'm going to say it. Yeah. So he ended up having a son. Yeah. Basically named after him. Yeah. I'm kind of curious because if you know the story of the Black Panther, mm. you know who he's who he was in a relationship with. Right? You know who was his girlfriend at one point? I know from the movie, I know it's um obviously the assassin. I can't think of a name right now, but yeah, I, I know it's her from the movie. And the actual comics, I I I didn't want uh read back at the comics like that, so I'm not sure. So technically, he was in a relationship with Storm. I did know that. I did I did know that. Well, not know it, but I did I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of like curious, like is oh, T'Challa's son, is he gonna be the one to get in a relationship with Storm? Mm. And because they actually had a, a child together. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like, is this going to be like the trend? Because, you know, if you're really into the comics, they're going to hold you to like, hey, yo, this is what happened. This is a timeline. This is the story. Yeah. You know, so are they going to. Yeah, I think the son's name was uh, Azari. I think that's how you say it. So it's it's kind of curious to see how they play this out. You know, this is the last of phase four going yeah. into phase five in the MCU universe, yeah. which you got, you know, all the stuff they saying that they have coming out, which I'm looking forward to some of the stuff. I'm kind of curious to see how Blade is going to turn out, yeah. which I think they should have never touched it. I'm going to be honest. You messing, you messing with my childhood at this point. Yeah. Yeah. The first you know, the Blade. I ain't going to lie. What you call it made me a little upset um morbius because i remember watching the spider-man cartoons and it had morbius in it when i was a kid like you get home from school and watch that spider-man it's like okay it's giving and morbius was one of the characters like oh i like him and then i seen the movie i was like bro what is this <laughs> what did y'all do here like who has the rights to this <laughs> they need Dang. to get hey i ain't gonna lie they need to give all the rights to the rest of the stuff to ryan coogler for real like he makes he's made out of everybody they have left the direct movies he seems to be the most, he like, he's going to be the most consistent and give you the most range with, you know what I'm saying, within the movie. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And like I said, they, with everything they have coming up, you know, especially, I don't know if it's phase five or phase six, but the new Avengers movie. So okay. I'm kind of curious that how they're going to come out with that, how they're going, this whole universe and all this stuff together, how, I guess we just have to wait, to see how all this plays out. But yeah. I'm, I'm definitely got my eye on Blade. Yeah. Because to me, Wesley Snipes is Blade. Yeah, facts. You know, and the fact that y'all didn't even ask Wesley Snipes to come reprise his role from, uh, for you guys. I'm not saying, like, who they got. I mean, I understand he's a two-time Oscar-winning actor. He's a great guy. actor, by the way. Yeah. But you, you're, listen, you got to compete with that Blade. Yeah. And those who grew up watching Blade, y'all know how Precious Blade One and Two was to Ooh, us. Yeah, one and two was crazy. <laughs> Three was cool. One and two were crazy. Three one was trash. Was, one was yeah. Two was I was trying to be polite with three, but one was dope. And then two just it was like okay, boom, I can rock with this. It was a lot more. 
know what I'm saying? Intricate. And then three was it was just trash. Regular thing. Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah. It was trash. It was they could have did away without doing three. Yeah. It was it was just like because you're not when you do a a third one and you know the first one is great and then the second one took it to a whole nother level. Yeah, that's so much pressure to take it up even higher to where it's like it was just an epic failure. But nobody remembers the movie, so they could get away with it. Yeah, you know, just one and two, cool. And then I like it how, like as you can tell, I'm a fan of Marvel. I like yeah. how now they bring in basically all the Marvel characters and you start seeing them coming into the Marvel universe, yeah. right? Like you saw Professor X coming into Doctor Strange, yeah. right? So it's like now you start seeing how all of this is all connected yeah. at some point. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to... Uh, I was, I don't, this is what I was really surprised about. They redoing they well not redoing they're doing another Fantastic Four. Again, they doing another reboot. They yeah, that's what kind of <laughs> threw me off. I'm like, y'all did one and nobody talks about it. Yeah. So it's like, I guess I don't know. We'll we'll see. It might they probably learn from the first time. Yeah. Hopefully you know, they, they use the right directors this time, man, to get it together. You know, and Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm kind of looking forward to that as well. And, yeah. you know, it's it's a lot coming on, man. And like I said, when it gets to 2024, I think that's when they're going to uh, end it with Avengers. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I think that's a, I think that's the timeline. Okay. I could be wrong, but it's within the next 2023, 2024. Okay. And then I'm kind of curious to see what's what, because I'm curious to see what's going to happen next with uh, Venom. I'm kind of curious to see what happens with that. And we all know Spider-Man made his cameo in Venom at the end. Uh, who else is out there? I'm kind of curious. To... I know they're supposed to be bringing in all your Silver Surfers. Galact- like, they're supposed to be bringing in a lot of different characters and stuff. So we're going to see. Hey, man, listen, they did. I mean, as a kid watching Silver Surfer, the cartoon, I loved it. It's kind of hard to bring that to the movie screen. Yeah. I understand it. It's one of those characters is really hard, but like you said, if they got the right people in place, they can make it work. Exactly. They can make it work. And, you know, you never know. You never know because just when you think you won't be surprised in their movies, yeah. they always going to, like, hit you with something. I did not expect Michael B. Jordan being what kind of that. Bro, when he came, when that chair turned around, I was like, oh, it's going to be her mom. Because I was waiting, because you remember, like, early in the movie, I was sitting there the whole time, I was waiting, because early in the movie, she was like, sure, I got to tell you something. And then that's when dude came out the water, so I'm like, okay, boom, she about to tell her whatever she got to tell her. And then he in the chair, I was like, oh, all right, I, I like that. Y'all, y'all got me again. Every, But, yeah, every movie, they're going to get you. Yep, so is. So you got to pay attention to it. And, of course, you know, this it's always about passing the torch Yeah. to the next, so... We'll see how these, you know, how everything moves forward and hopefully, you know, continue to have success because I'm a Marvel fan and I know DC is trying to basically do what Marvel is doing. I think they kind of, they started to get it together though. Still trying to get it together, but, you know, I felt like they could have started that way before Marvel did. But they relied too much on Batman and Superman. Yeah, and they got a lot of characters too to just to go off of that they don't, I don't, 
I don't understand it, man. Just put them out there and let the people choose, man. Yeah, put them out there and let the people choose. And actually, matter of fact, this is what I didn't know. Hmm. Uh, what is that show? It's on Netflix. Me and my wife watch it. Uh, the Devil, Lucifer. Hmm. Lucifer is a DC character. Really? That show is that show is a DC show. Yep. It's so damn. I had no idea. I know. I had I had no idea because if you go watch the end credits, it'll say uh, based on DC Comics, basically. So I was like, "That's crazy." I was like, "What? When did this happen?" But see, I'm not a huge DC fan like that outside of Batman and Superman. So and of course, like Flash, it was like one of my favorite characters as well. But you learn something new every day. Yeah, you know so. Like, I knew Blade was a Marvel character before Marvel even picked it up. So it's like, you you learn you learn something new every day, and it's cool. It's always full of surprises, and you never know. You never know how things are going to be, and all we got to do is sit back and watch and just enjoy the show. Yep, I agree. I agree, man. So, man, we're coming to the end of the episode, man, and uh, I just want to say thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate you. Uh, oh, yeah. Usually I give my guests the last word, you know, to speak their mind or whatever they want to say. So um, I'm going to give you the last word, man. So the floor is yours. Um, Well, definitely thank you for having me tonight. I'm glad to be here. Don't know who's going to hear this, but, you know, just um, I say keep pushing forward in whatever you're doing. And one of the things I learned in this life is always be intentional. If you're going to do something, be very intentional about what you're doing. That way, if you're doing it, and other people are saying they're doing it, they're not doing it, your work will show, and you'll get the rewards off of that. So always be intentional. That's what I'm going to say. Appreciate that. Appreciate you, uh, Vibe, for coming on. Uh, Everybody, man, y'all stay safe. Uh, Once again, y'all make sure y'all follow Drinking Up the Dark Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to Drinking Up the Dark Podcast YouTube channel. Um, I hope everybody has a safe and blessed Thanksgiving, man. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your time off, man. Relax. Eat some good food. Great conversation. Enjoy a couple of games or two. Drink responsibly. I know I'm enjoying myself. Bob, I hope you enjoy yourself. Definitely. This is this is Darius from Drinking After Dark Podcast. We out. Peace. Peace. Gotta get to the money. Gotta get to the money. Uh-huh. Early morning, so you know that the morning. Get to the money, get to the money, uh-huh.